Welcome back to Primetime Kansas City. On today's episode, we are going to break down NFL Week 4. It uh, was a very frustrating Chiefs win, although a win is a win. We'll go over that, and then we're going to go over NFL Week 5 spreads, underdogs of the week, pick all the games, go over Mizzou's big game against LSU coming up this Saturday, and it'll be playoffs are in full swing. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's start it off with Thursday Night Football. The Bears... At the Commanders. Thank you, schedulers. Thank you for making that prime time. Um, the Commanders are five and a half point favorites at home. This line opened at seven, has been bet down considerably in just a day. Um, I don't trust either of these teams. I guarantee I will never, ever, ever bet on the Bears for obvious reasons. Even when they finally found a way to get Justin Fields to look good, they still somehow lost the game. I'll just pick the commanders and move on here. You know, I thought the commanders looked pretty good pretty good this weekend. They made it a game with the Eagles. Um and Sam Howell had quite a few uh quite a few uh big boy plays, I'm not gonna lie. Um having said that, five and a half is too much for me in this game. Um I will take the commanders though, because the Bears are buns. Commanders minus five and a half for me, lock of the week. Wow. Okay. All right. Got it. I, also, uh, also, we have a – wait. Okay, no, we're good. We're good. I thought John picked first. I was going to say we have a new order, but no. Uh, yeah, no. Commanders minus five and a half. The Bears look like absolute dog shit. No way Justin Fields plays, plays another good half of football. I think somehow, like John said, looked really good last week against the Eagles. I mean, when you look at the receivers, Curtis Samuel, Jahan Dotson, Gary Terry, then you got in the backfield, uh, Brian Robinson Jr. Their tight end is is it, it's not Logan Thomas, though, is it? Yeah, he's still there. Still Logan Thomas. Yeah, I mean, I think this Commanders team isn't terrible. I think they can ruin some teams' chances of making the playoffs when we get late into the season. I think Eric Bami is doing a good job with this offense. Ron Rivera, in my opinion, should have went for it. Should have went for two. But he said his team was tired, and I'm like, Riverboat Ron, where the fuck did that come from? But with that being said, I do like Commanders minus five and a half a lot. It just it was speaking to me a lot, and I think there's a few lines out here that I don't think would be able to get to me that I like as much. So okay. yeah. Okay. All right, let's go into Sunday's action. We're in uh, London again. Am I right on that? This yep. one in London? Okay. Uh, London for Jags, Bills. Bills are five and a half point favorites. Man, I mean, on one hand, I mean, did Jacksonville even come home? Probably not, right? They probably just stayed in no. London. So they have kind of an advantage there. I think the line kind of reflects that because you would think, I guess, if I were making the line, I would have had Buffalo like a seven or eight point favorite in this game. So maybe they're considering that Jacksonville doesn't have to travel and Buffalo does. Uh, but yeah, I'm still picking Buffalo. They, as of right now, look like the best team in the AFC. I feel confident in saying that as of right now. But, I mean, they did, you know, the big win. Everyone obviously is talking about that versus Miami, as they should. Something that I don't think has gotten talked about enough, Tredavious White tore his Achilles in that game. He's out for the rest of the year. That is a big, big deal for Buffalo. I mean, he is arguably their best defensive player, easily their number one corner. So that is a big deal going forward for Buffalo, but I think they're able to win this week versus Jacksonville. 
Uh, okay. I'm going to take Jacksonville underdog of the week. Um, the Bills coming off a big game here. I know. It's kind of hard to pick against them because we put the Dolphins on quite the pedestal uh, in the early goings here. And they got absolutely railed by the Bills. Um, having said that, this is the first time a team has been in London back-to-back weeks. Um, I think there might be an advantage to be had there. Um, so we'll see. I think that's the biggest thing I've got working for me is it's kind of like a pseudo home game for the Jaguars. Um, just based on the not being as jet lagged part. So I'll take them underdog of the week. Do you think by 15 years from now, Jacksonville will be in London? I don't I think know it's if entirely take, possible. I don't even think and it'll take 15 years. I could say I, I was, I was going to say 10, yeah, but I didn't think I mean, it would not surprise but, me in the slightest. I forgot who brought it up. If they do that, they'll need to have a, an international division. Like, that's the thing. To make it even. Because mm-hmm. then or you they could just play Jacksonville, plays eight straight games and fucking in London, and then eight <laughs> straight games. And, I mean, and I think if they did, two, two games at home, one on the road, two on the – I don't know. I just think that's the only thing that makes it hard. I don't – I don't know. It's interesting. I was thinking about doing Jags as my underdog of the week. But I'm not going to, obviously, no more. Uh, I'm going to go Bills. I think they cover. But, yeah, I really need to win an underdog of the week. I'm 0-4, and I got completely butt-fucked last weekend. Who'd you have? Bears. <laughs> yeah, that, that is that might be even worse than mine. I think I might mine. be doing a half mile. That, that, I think I'm doing the half mile. That might be even worse than mine. Uh, oh, it 1,000% is. I literally They were up 28 to fucking 3. 28 to 7, but, yeah, same same premise. Um, Same thing. All right, let's move on to the noon games on Sunday. Titans at Colts. Colts are one-point favorites. This line, to me, is fishy as piss. I mean, I don't want anything to do with this game at all. Tennessee, week-to-week, looks like a completely different franchise. Tannehill looks like a completely different human being week-to-week. I don't want to put any stake into that. I like the Colts to win this one at home in a close, divisional, tough game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Titans in this one. Um, Titans are kind of a streaky team. Um, and I think it, I think both these teams are pretty close in terms of the regard I hold them in. Um, I don't know, though. I think uh, Mike Vrabel kind of gives a test to Anthony Richardson this week. Um, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and give it to the Titans. I'm going to go see the Colts. They've had such questionable lines. Recently, they were only they were a one point uh, underdog against the Rams at home, and I think the Rams are a much better team, and we saw that they almost blew it. Uh, they were favored against the Texans, which they killed them in. I don't I don't know about this Colts team. They're zero and two at home, two and zero on the road. Times are zero and two on the road, so someone's going to get their first victory being on the road or being at home, if you know what I mean. I'm going to go Titans. I think they get it done. Yeah, when we picked that game last week. The one thing we have a disadvantage of is we do these on Tuesdays and the line just changes crazy. Because last Tuesday, I think the Colts were one-point favorites or one-and-a-half-point favorites versus the Rams. And then by the time it kicked off, the Rams were favorites. So we don't Yeah, by a a point. It was a two-point swing. Yeah, like we don't always – and I think the biggest example was the Giants and Seahawks. I remember last week we all got on here and were like, how the fuck are the Giants one-and-a-half-point favorites? And then by kickoff last night, Seahawks were two and a half point favorites. 
So that had, it didn't matter. Yeah, I mean, obviously, but you know, just it is interesting how much the lines change. Um, okay, next noon game: Saints and Patriots. <sighs> Jeez, man. I mean, the Patriots look god awful. They are one and a half point home favorites. This is typically a spot where I would like to take Belichick and the Patriots to bounce back, but I I don't have any faith in Mac Jones, man. Like this dude is straight up garbage. If I'm New England, I'm seriously considering <laughs> having a bad season to go get one of these top quarterbacks. Mac Jones is not it. I'll take the, no, I'll take the Mac Saints. Jones. I was gonna say whenever uh, someone made a really good explanation or a comparison. Bill Belichick is a good enough coach to keep the Patriots around seven and nine, maybe six and ten, or eight or and seven and ten, eight and nine, six and eleven, around that with Mac Jones. So they either have to bench Mac Jones and just tank, and they could get a chance of getting Caleb Williams, or they 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 just can't get better with Mac Jones. So it's like, what do they? They're in a hard spot right now. They really can't fall with Mac Jones, but they're not going to be good with Mac Jones. So it's like. What do you do if you're the Patriots? Yeah, it's a it's a sticky situation. Uh, maybe you, um, if you were in a season, you're more confident and you trade for a Kirk Cousins. But I think that's not going to happen. Um, the Patriots, as Jackson mentioned, are rough. Um, I was watching the game on Sunday with a Patriots fan, um, and it was a rough one, man. Yeah, they are uh, they are a mess offensively, uh, and if they face a good enough. Uh, offense, their defense isn't exactly complete shutdown as we saw this weekend either. However, uh, the Saints are very much the same way. So I'll give the Patriots the benefit of the doubt to eke one out at home. Um, but going to be a pretty boring game, not one that I have my eyes set on for sure. Yeah, no, I'm not watching this game unless it's on red zone. Well, I won't even I have to work. Uh, give me Saints. This one will be an interesting one. We have Ravens at Steelers. The Ravens are three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against Pittsburgh, man. I don't know. I mean, Baltimore looks like the class of this division right now. They look damn good. I know they have that bad loss to the Colts, but then they turn around, and yes, it's, you know, DTR, not Deshaun Watson, but that Browns defense had been suffocating teams, and Baltimore just went into Cleveland and put up a great performance and with the way Baltimore's defense has played on top of that, and also considering how the Steelers' offense has looked, I mean, Pickett looks horrible. The offensive line is terrible. They can't run the football. Their offensive coordinator is a joke. I I really strongly considered them for underdog of the week here, but I just don't trust their offense in the slightest, so I'm going to go with Baltimore to win this one on the road. Yeah, I eyed up Baltimore as lock of the week. Specifically for the reason that um, Jackson, uh, you painted, pointed out that I think they're the best team in the division. Um, however, kind of tricky. The Steelers just kind of find a way to eke out nine games uh, <laughs> out of somewhere. So you never know if it's going to be one of those nine. Um, so I'll just take the Ravens to win, leave this one alone. Well, when you look at it, Jackson kind of hit on it. This is the one thing that sucks about uh, this uh, recording this podcast this early in the week. I think there's a very, very high chance Kenny Pickett doesn't play because next week is the Steelers' bye week. And I think reports say that there were probably, there's hope that he can play this week, but it's not looking, they're not optimistic. So it should be interesting to see what happens. And I think that really determines the line. So I'm kind of shocked no one took Ravens minus three and a half because if I had to guess right now, 
Kenny Pickett won't play. And even if he does, he won't be the Kenny Pickett we know. So this was one of the games I kind of had scratched in for lock of the week that I thought someone would take. So that kind of sucks. So therefore, I think the Ravens easily do win this. I think the Steelers after last week, if we'll, yeah, we'll talk about the team. We'll talk about the Texans. But yeah, the Steelers defense just looked abysmal last week. Next game, Texans at Falcons. Falcons are two-point favorites. I'm taking Falcons minus two lock of the week. You're fucking it's dumb. so ugly. I get it. It is so fucking ugly. But this is exactly the spot that I want Atlanta in. Look, the Texans have looked great the last few weeks. C.J. Stroud has played mistake-free football as a, court, you know, as a rookie quarterback. That doesn't happen forever, man. It just doesn't. He's due to lay a fucking egg. And this Atlanta Falcons team is a different team at home. They're going to run the football better. Desmond Ritter, going back to college, as shitty as he is, has never lost a home game. I, It's so ugly. It's so gross. But I love getting this under a field goal. I think Atlanta wins this game. I think they win it by a field goal. I'll take a minus two lock of the week. I love, love, love this spot for the Falcons. Um, yeah, I eyed up the Texans a little bit, but I'm not going to take them for lock. I'm going to take them to win, though. I think they looked pretty good last week. Jackson, I agree with everything you said, um, but I'm going to bank on it not being this week that C.J. Stroud uh, comes down to earth. Uh, so give me the Texans. Yeah, I think C.J. Stroud continues the hot streak. I mean, guys, I've said this all the time. He's my favorite quarterback to come out of this draft class. And I know Anthony Richardson's looking – all right, but I think C.J. Stroud is the most dominant quarterback out of this draft class, in my opinion, and he's looking, he's pointing, he's proving it. Nico Collins is going off. Tank Dell is doing good. Dalton Schultz, John Mechie, fucking Damian Pierce has been looking like absolute dog shit like he did the first two weeks. This Texans team is better than what people thought. I'm going to go Texans, and if it was minus three and a half Falcons, I would take Texans in a heartbeat for underdog of the week, but they're not. All right, next game, Panthers at Lions. Lions are nine-point home favorites. I, I don't want to touch the line. I'll just take the Lions. As long as Bryce Young's starting for the Panthers, I won't do anything with it. If Andy Dalton was starting this game, I would be all over Carolina plus nine. But Bryce Young is just lost right now. He is going through what normal rookies go through, where they're just the game is overwhelming him to this point. You know The way it hasn't with Richardson and Stroud yet, it is fully doing that to Bryce Young. I think Detroit especially. I mean, you saw what Detroit did to Jordan Love a week ago. I mean, Bryce Young's in for a long week. I like Detroit to win this one. Uh, Yeah, I will take Detroit as well. Um, I think it's possible the Panthers make it close just because I think the Lions might be prone to a closer game here and there. Um, but yeah. Uh, the Panthers have not impressed me. I'll take the Lions. Yeah, Bryce Bryce Young, I, I never really liked him. I think the Panthers are going to be regretting that pick for a little bit. Uh, but, I mean, if they, they can't get Caleb Williams because they traded to get Bryce Young. So, I don't know. Give me Lions. But uh, to be fair, that, that's a, like, we are anybody giving up on Bryce Young at this point is overreacting. Like, NFL rookies are not supposed to be good their first four weeks of their career. What Stroud is doing is not normal. Like, he obviously is supposed to struggle. Like, no guy, you see it with a lot of quarterbacks. It takes time. Like, a lot, in like, where Mahomes had the beneficiary of 
sitting for a year. That Bryce doesn't have that. Like he's getting thrown straight into the fire. So any, I, I agree right now. Like Detroit is way better and Bryce looks terrible. But I mean, come on. I mean, it's four games. Bryce will. I don't think that the Panthers can regret. What do you anything think? Yet. What do you think the best Bryce Young could look like? Let me ask you that. What is his ceiling? I mean, I thought he was the best quarterback in the draft, which typically means he's going to suck with my analysis. But, I mean, I, I I don't see him being a complete bust in the league. His accuracy is too good. His over the middle of the field. Even then, the NFL has been solid. He's been good intermediately. He's just been overwhelmed a little bit by pass rushes and, you know, hasn't gotten the deep ball down yet. It's hard to put a comp on him right now. I really don't have one for a guy his size, but like, I think you could see if things go correct, you could see like Seattle, Russell Wilson out of him, but he's obviously got a ways to go. I would like to point out that he throws to covered up receivers more than any other quarterback. He doesn't really have a ton of help at threat at the moment. Um, And I think that's a combination of a struggling receiving core and also a combination of not having much time to throw. But I think it's a little too early to make a judgment on him. I agree. All right. Next game. Giants at Dolphins. Dolphins are 11 point favorites. Yeah, this could be, this could get very, very ugly, very, very fast. And the Giants are just an atrocious football team. It's horrible. Daniel Jones might be the worst quarterback contract, maybe in NFL history. It's, it's arguable. I mean, I, I know we just said not to overreact, but I mean, I don't feel like I'm overreacting. He was shit before he got the contract. He's shit now. And Brian Dable's fed up with his shit. That's a lot of uh, shits I just threw out there. I'll end my statement by just saying the Dolphins are going to win this game by maybe maybe more than they did versus the Broncos. They might put up 80. I don't know. But they're going to win comfortably. All right. So I had it pretty much narrowed between two. Uh, both of you guys have already taken your lock, too. So I've kind of looked at it. And, yep, outside of the possibility of – a pretty annoying backdoor. I'm going to take the Dolphins minus 11 as my lock of the week. Um, look, I have watched every Giants game closely because Daniel Jones is my fantasy quarterback. Um, and they suck. Even the week that they won, they were terrible. Um, they're an awful football team. Sure, it's possible they keep this within 11. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to take their anger out on just a quite frankly shit opponent i think they're worse than the bears um i think they're worse than the broncos i think they're worse than the cardinals i think they are the worst team in football um by some measure they couldn't even they they kept throwing interceptions last night against the seahawks against prevent defense daniel jones is just bad um if saquon barkley's still out it's going to be extremely difficult for them um so, yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins to shove it down their throats. Yeah, I have no words about the Giants other than, like, it looks bad. And I'll say this. I think – I hope Brian Dable isn't getting a lot of this because Daniel Jones, it just looks god-fucking-awful. Yeah. So, with that being said, I think just play this year out, see how bad it gets, and draft a new quarterback because I think – Oh no, that was Geno. I was gonna say I think there's a you can there's a way out, but there's not. Not yet. No, I mean this is no, year one yet. of the deal. If you're well, for- Cowherd brought up a, a thing today. I was listening to him on the radio, and I thought it was actually kind of funny but interesting. He said, he said Brian Dable should just resign at the end of the year instead of getting stuck with this shit 
for three more years. I thought it was funny, but at the same time, I was kind of like, it is career suicide for Brian Dable right now to continue to have Daniel Jones as his quarterback. At what Daniel point, Jones yeah. is guaranteed $92 million. At what point do you just put Tyrod Taylor in the game and say, fuck the contract? Like, we're just trying to win. It, it's I don't know, but he, there's a potential out in 2025. So, dude, they are they are too shitty to commit PR suicide like that, though. They are bad outside of Daniel Jones. He sucks, don't get me that's wrong, true. but they are terrible in general. That's they true. don't need to put to shoulder all the blame on Daniel Jones there. Because, uh, I mean, look, he's capable of being okay, but not a $40 million quarterback. I mean, and to be honest, they lost that one when they signed the deal. You know, we all knew that was crazy. Um, and it's just been worse than I think anyone even imagined. It's it's bad. All right, let's go to the afternoon slate. Bengals at Cardinals. Bengals are only three-point favorites in this game. I'll say this. If Cincinnati does not win this game, the season's fucked. Like, they're done. After this, they get Seattle, San Francisco, Buffalo, Houston, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. I mean... They can only lose two... If they... They 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 can't lose lose this game. Two of those games. Yeah, they they can't lose lose this one. They just genuinely can't lose this one. They have to go win this one, which is why I'm going to pick them to win this one. This is a must... This is damn near a playoff game for the Cincinnati Bengals. They have to win this game in Arizona. I think Dobbs is performing better than Burrow right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Cardinals are one of those teams that are just annoying to play because are they going to win a lot of games? Not really, but they're not a pushover. They're going to test you the entire way. Jonathan Gannon, you know, as funny and as awkward as that guy has been, has those guys playing hard. So I think this is a tight game. I like Cincinnati to win. They they just have to. Like they're If they don't win this game, the season is over. You may, might as well just sit Burrow down. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think this is going to be a close football game. Um, the Arizona Cardinals to me look like a team playing against Alabama every week. Um, like a well-coached SEC team playing against Alabama. They have a very good, I think they're one of the more well-coached teams. I like the way that they operate on offense. I think they've done an impressive job for just slotting in Josh Dobbs. Um, and their defense aren't pushovers either. I mean, they almost made it a game for a second there with San Francisco this weekend. Um, so this is a challenge for the Bengals, who, on the other hand, I think maybe needed to just rest Joe Burrow. I think Jamar Chase might have been right. Um, he looks like a shell of his former self. Um, and we know that's not, you know, his form. He's clearly dealing with something. Um, but we'll have to see, man. The Bengals are definitely in jeopardy. Um, it kind of looks like the Miami Dolphins have taken their seat at the table for now. Um, but there's still plenty of time for them to be looked at as a real contender again because just a couple of wins and they're back to 500. I mean, they were 3 and 3 at one point last year if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, we'll we'll have to see how they uh bounce back. This is a must win, I agree. Yeah, I think Jonathan Gannon is actually doing a rebuild in the right way with the Cardinals. You can tell his vision that he wants to see. You know he doesn't have the weapons or the yeah, the weapons he he probably wants right now. But with that being said, I still think making games interesting. I think the Cardinals are going to be a team like the Commanders where come the end of the season, they're going to be ruining teams' playoff chances because I think they actually make games entertaining and they make them entertaining to watch too. Like, I haven't mind watching the Cardinals because my roommate's uh, a Cardinals fan. So, yeah. But with that being said, I'm going to go Bengals. I don't want to touch this line. I never thought I would say that in week one. 
I wouldn't okay. want to touch the line. Well, I don't know if I three. said this on the Potter before we started recording, but this opened at Bengals plus or Bengals minus six yesterday, and or maybe it was Sunday night that it touched minus six, and it would have been Cardinals plus six would have been my lock of the week this week. Unfortunately, that number got bet down heavy by professionals. That that money doesn't come down that that line doesn't come down that far on public money. That is professional money betting that down. So yeah, at, at field goal, I don't want to touch it. But yeah. Hey, you want to know something? I'll make a hot take. Okay. Josh Dobbs is better than Kyler Murray. Jesus. Uh-huh. Wow. That's, that's quite the take. That might that might be a little too much. Dude, I mean, look up what what happened the last time Kyler Murray played the San Francisco 49ers. I bet he got absolutely different slapped. coaching staff though. I mean, you you made a huge point about how much you like this coaching staff. That was clear. I did, I did, I did. We'll have to we'll see, see though. Kyler Murray, Kyler's Kyler Murray, a thousand Kyler. times more talented. It's I'm telling you, that. Josh Dobbs is watching film while Kyler Murray's playing Call of Duty. Now that's probably true. Well, Josh Dobbs is actually going to the team store to get his jersey that they don't have, but you know. Okay. Um, also, have you guys seen the? You know, like when they score on Fox, they pull up those little uh, pictures of the players. Like, the oh, cards his is yeah. terrible. Thing. His is terrible, dude. Josh, they did Josh Dobbs so His looks dirty. horrible. Yeah, is who it because did that? he's bald? It's I mean, it kind of. It doesn't even look it, – it's just bad. It's – it's. they did him dirty. He doesn't look badass at all. He just looks like a uh, dirty. He looks like shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it just – it wasn't a flattering way of, like, portraying Josh Dobbs. I'd be a little pissed off. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to another afternoon game. Eagles at Rams. Eagles are four and a half point favorites. Rams are my underdog of the week this week. At Damn plus, it! Plus four and a half. Uh, I mean, they're at home. I like what I've seen out of the Rams so far this year, even though they damn near blew a 23-point lead last week. Um, but yeah, they might be getting Cooper Cup back this week, question mark. Not 100% sure on that. I think he's eligible to return this week. He is. Uh, so we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, this Rams team, Puka Nakua, what the hell? Like... Could we, I am so pissed. I mean, not really pissed, but deep down, like, imagine if the Chiefs got that guy. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. he looks insane. He's got 500 receiving yards. We're four weeks into the year. He's got mm-hmm. 500 yards. He has a fifth round pick. You put him and Cooper Cup, and, I mean, look, that, that wide receiver room looked way better than we thought, because Van Jefferson's not terrible. 2-2 Atwell has come through and been somewhat of a surprise. And then the running game with Kyron Williams. I mean, I think this Rams team, we said it on the podcast before the season. All of us agreed their over-under of six was way too low. They're the only team to give San Francisco a game. I I really, really like this team. And then if we're talking about Philly, they're 4-0, but they don't look like Philly of last year. Something's not there. I don't know what it is, but they're missing. There's something not right there. Maybe it's they lose, you know, both their offensive and defensive coordinators. And they're adjusting the. I mean, clearly those were two pretty damn important pieces when you see how well Philly and Arizona are doing with, you know, the Steichen. You mean Houston Indi- and Arizona? Well, it's, they're not Houston. Indianapolis. Yeah, Indy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Indy's got yeah. Steichen and Arizona's got Gannon. And those rosters ah. are both just talent deprived, but the coaching has been, to this point, really, really good there. So it's no wonder Philly's struggling a little bit. But to wrap it up, yeah, man, I like Rams here. Make a big statement here. Philly's due to lose one of these games that they don't look great in. Yep, I agree. I am going to take the Rams to win this game. Um, We'll see, man. It's going to be close. Rams at home. 
I'm just hoping for a lot of points from AJ Brown. I also want to point out that in our fantasy league, um, I auto drafted Puka Nakua. Yeah, so, you did, you piece of shit. Yeah, suck on that, bitches. Um, <laughs> I hate you. I also auto drafted two defenses in Jonathan Taylor. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Um, but I'll take the Rams. Screw it. Eagles almost lost the uh, to the Commanders. It would have been hilarious if they did. Uh, unfortunately, EB and Riverboat Ron didn't go for two. That was lame as hell. Yeah, that was lame as hell. Well, I'm kind of pissed. Oh, we know. That was going to be my, uh, whatchamacallit. Underdog of the week. Yeah, pretty clearly. You you were pissed. Yeah, because now I'm only left with one other fucking game, two games, but you I'm have two not choices. going. I have two. Uh, yeah, no, I really do love the Rams. The Rams have been my team this whole week they're, or this whole year. They're undefeated against the spread this year. They're 2-0 and when I picked them. Like, fuck. I don't know. I'm pissed. Yeah, give me the Rams. Okay. Uh, next afternoon game, Jets at Broncos. Remember in the preseason when Sean Payton was talking shit on Nathaniel Hackett and Rodgers yes. talked shit back? And like This was supposed to be a really fun one. Uh, not going to be so fun. Both are one and three. Denver's a two-point favorite. Give me the fucking Jets, man. I mean, maybe it's just recency bias because they played the Chiefs tough, but that defense is nice for the Jets. And if Zach Wilson can play even half as good as he did versus the Chiefs this past week, the Jets should win some games this year. Like, he looked genuinely good. I was confused as hell. I He has me so close to being like I was right the whole time on Zach Wilson. Going to need to see a few more weeks, but uh, wow. I mean, that was the kid that I thought we were going to get coming out of college. Did you see Rodney Harrison said, told Chris yeah. Jones something like, I yeah, mean, when like, you're watching this film, are you not thinking to yourself, this guy's just garbage? Yeah. And Chris Jones is like, no, Zach Wilson's a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to go that far. I think Chris Jones handled that situation better than like anyone ever could have. Yeah. That was great. Rodney Harrison... Made himself look like an absolute numbskull. Yeah, crazy. He what, sounded what like he, he sounded like we do after a Mizzou loss. Like that's Dude, yeah, on national television. He, it was it was crazy. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't even really expect us to say something that crazy yeah. if we were like interviewing a professional athlete. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nope. Apparently, he went ahead and did it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll take the Jets. Uh, I'm not going on like the Zach Wilson is super good train. Um, however, I am on the Broncos suck train. They they slip by the skin of their teeth against the uh, the trash bears. Um, I do hope the Broncos win a couple of games, though. I'd like them to not get first choice at a quarterback in the draft this year. So might be pulling for them a little bit since I don't really think they have much of a chance to win the division. Yeah, uh, I was going to do Jets plus two as my lock of the week, but Jackson kind of said it recently bias. I don't want to, I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to look that good. And if he does, then this won't, this game won't even be close. With that being said, I'm going to go Jets. I think they can easily cover and win. Okay. We're finally at our game. Chiefs at Vikings. Chiefs are five point road favorites. Um, I'm done taking the fucking Chiefs and spreads. This is, I think we all learned that. That was, uh, (laughs) that was cruel, uh, what happened. Mahomes made the right play. I want to put that out there. A lot of people on Twitter were pissed, and they were saying, like, oh, my God, Vegas set him up to this. 
No, I mean, he made the play that a smart quarterback makes. You get the first down, you kneel the clock out. I don't give a shit if you would have gone up two possessions. I've been hurt before by an onside kick. Crazy shit can happen. Just in the game right there. But nonetheless, it hurt because I would have had Chiefs minus nine and a half covered. Regardless, on to a new week. Something's not clicking for the Chiefs right now. I mean, something is wrong offensively. They don't have a guy outside of Kelsey who can create consistent separation as a pass catcher. And it's a problem. I mean, Mahomes is back there just running for his fucking life. He's looking around. You can't really depend on any of these guys. No one's stepping up to be the number one guy. We thought in the offseason maybe Tony would. He really hasn't. You know, Justin Watson is who he is. Rasheed Rice is a rookie. You know, there's just like, we don't have a guy like Juju last year who you could consistently rely on and go to. So there is something wrong here. I like the Vikings to cover this game. I think the Chiefs win by a field goal. Yeah, so this um, this game this last weekend was a little frustrating. Um, just to go up 17-0 and piss it away always kind of hurts a little bit. I am slightly concerned that Patrick Mahomes is injured. Um, like, multiple throws he had, especially the interceptions, were like uncharacteristically weak passes from Mahomes. Um, and there were other instances where he usually just zings the ball into a window. Um, and instead he was like throwing only off his front foot, kind of like he was in the playoffs last year. Um, I think his ankle might be bothering him a little bit. Uh, just saying that is definitely a concern, uh, when you consider how rough the receiving core has played. Um, I think a piece of good news is in the last game, at least the chiefs didn't struggle to run the ball and the Vikings are pretty not great. So I'm going to take us to win this one. I think it's going to be a little bit close. I think um, Chiefs are going to struggle to pull away from teams while their offense is in this state. Um, Their defense, still pretty damn good. And even the drives they were giving up points, Zach Wilson was making absolute plays. I mean, he made a couple of Rodgers, like, right in the freaking window throws. Um, So I think that the Chiefs will pull this one out. but I think it's going to be close. I'm not. I'm not particularly looking forward to this game. I think there's still some kinks to be ironed out for the Chiefs. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I have two options. I take the Chiefs with my heart, or I take Vikings underdog of the week. And I'm not dumb. Chiefs win. I mean. This Vikings team just makes no sense. This could be the Vikings get right game, and they could surprise us because, like Jackson said, there's just some not clicking, and we got to figure that out. And eventually, we will. We have a Thursday night football game next week against the Broncos, so maybe that might be it. I think this is a nail biter. I wouldn't touch a spread, and if I do, I might add a couple points for Vikings alternate line, but I just don't like the line of five. Okay. Sunday Night Football, Cowboys at Niners. Niners are four-point favorites. I really liked this line at three for the Niners. When it jumped to four, now I'm a little scared of that line. So that's why I ended up not locking this. But I do like San Francisco to win this game. I think this is going to be a low-scoring, defensive-ass game. I mean, both teams have some just stud players on the defensive side of the ball. Dallas has looked great on that side of the ball, minus a Josh Dobbs masterclass. Um, but you know, Niners look like the most complete team in the league. I'll take them to win this one by a field goal. 
Oh, Ollie? Niners, Cowboys. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm going to take the Niners. Repeat of the playoffs last year. The Cowboys are seems like absolute nails against garbage teams. Um, but then again, they did kind of struggle with the Cardinals and lost. Um, so we'll have to see. I don't really have a read on the Cowboys, guys. I'll be honest. They whip the Giants, Jets, and Patriots. That doesn't say a ton to me. Um, so I'll take the Niners to pull this one out. And honestly, I like the minus four quite a bit. I mean, like, you just said those four teams. I don't think any of those four teams make the playoffs. Like, they've nope. beaten up on some shit teams and lost to a shit team. So, like, yeah, I get it. Like, I, you know. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Niners minus four was one of my lock of the weeks. But can't do that. Got to go Cowboys underdog of the week. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't mind it. Probably one of the team. better choices. It's a good team, exactly. But I really like the Niners. I think the Niners are just playing really good fucking football right now. John, PMC. Who is, John, who was your underdog? My underdog of the Jag- week was the Jag- Jaguars. Okay, so all three of our underdog of the weeks this week are 500 or better. So we're taking some solid squads this week. I will say this: my Christian McCaffrey offensive rookie or offensive player of the year is not looking too bad right now. No, no, it is not. He's damn near MVP level talks right now. He has better odds than Trevor Lawrence and Dak Prescott and yeah. Brock Purdy. He looks nice. He looks. I mean, that San Francisco. You know, granted, it's McCaffrey. You can never be get too excited. You know what's inevitably going to happen, but. Yeah, he looks insane. That offense is just insane. Ayuk has turned into a real wide receiver one this year. Yep. Okay, Monday night football. It's the Packers at the Raiders. Even as a Packers fan, why the fuck is this game in prime time? I'm I'm sorry to everybody else who oh, has shit. no interest in this game. Obviously, I will be interested, but uh, yeah, I'm sorry to all the neutral fans. Yeah, I like Green Bay. I know I'm biased as hell. But I do like Green Bay in this spot. I assume Jimmy will be back, which I kind of like. I'd rather face Garoppolo than Aiden O'Connell. I actually thought Aiden O'Connell looked decent last week. I like the Packers to win this one. They have a long week. Uh, They played on Thursday, so they'll have 11 days between games. Rough outing for Green Bay last time around. I like him to right the ship. You give a good coach and Matt LaFleur's extra time to prep. I like their chances, and the Raiders look absolutely dreadful. So give me Green Bay in this one. I like them uh, like 24 to 17-ish. All right. I'll take the Packers to win. I look at them for my lock of the week in this game. Um, Ended up going with the Dolphins because I just wanted to keep it simple with how shit I think the Giants are. Um (laughs) But I think the Packers pull it out. I don't think the Raiders are anything special. Bet against Josh McDaniels. It's fun. Um, it's fun. Yeah. I, Packers get a little healthier and win this one. Yeah, I think the Packers, this is kind of like a get, get back game, get back on track game. I think they win pretty easily. I like two and a half. I just, I don't know. It's two. I think I might have. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's two. Sorry. On DraftKings, it's two and a half. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think I might have been a little spontaneous. Commanders minus five and a half, but it was just speaking to me in a different yeah, way. You get it out of the way early. That's the good thing about Thursday night games. But 
Um, you both we're zero and two on Thursday night. Lock I haven't done so Thursday night this year, to be fair. But sorry, John's zero and two on Thursday night. Locks. Yeah, don't don't throw me into that. I'm gonna have to run the beer. I'm gonna have to run the beer mile for uh, under or lock of the week. But I underdog of the week, I at least have one. I have a chance in that one. Yeah, no, I need to go like on a two game streak. Yeah, it is. Uh, and then what teams? There's teams. The Seahawks are on a bye week this week. Who else is on a bye? Browns, Browns. the Buccaneers, the Bucks. Browns, and the Chargers. Chargers. Um, if anybody out there is playing Survivor, my Survivor this week would be Dolphins over Giants. I am. I am perfect in Survivor. I don't know if you guys have been playing this year, but I am. No. Still unscathed. I had Ravens week one, Bills week two, Chiefs week three, Niners week four. So I'm still hanging in there. I have like 2,000 people left in my pool. There was like 20,000 to begin. Hanging in there by a thread. We'll see. We've got a long, long way to go. Um, Okay, let's talk about some big, big, uh, I guess a big event, big game in college football. Tiger versus Tiger for the second time in the last three weeks. LSU, number 23 LSU, headed to Mizzou to play number 21 uh, Missouri. LSU's a six-point favorite. How are we feeling about this one, guys? We're going to lose. <laughs> that's oh. that's the most Josh response ever. Dude, LSU has a fire lit under their ass. Mizzou's on the highest high. LSU's going to come in here wanting to bite kneecaps off. We're going to come in here saying, oh, we can beat LSU, and then we're going to get fucking ran. So, yeah, no, like, we're fucked. I don't think that's the problem. I think Mizzou is definitely taking this game seriously. Um, Yeah. I I just think Mizzou has to know they haven't actually done anything yet, right? I mean, look, beating K-State's a good win, obviously. But, look, a non-con win isn't actually what matters when you get down to brass tacks. Um, If you want to be in the conversation this year in an SEC that is very much wide open, um, it's – really anybody's game um obviously georgia's still at the top no one's denying that um but nobody else is particularly dominant um i think it's going to be a close one i think it's going to be a nail biter um mizzou offense is brady cook actually good like am i are we prepared to say he's actually kind of good because i think i might be Hmm? i i I need to see him play conference I mean, regardless, man, there's some trust in him now. There's some trust in him. There's some trust in himself. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's huge. I, I think I think that type of stuff goes a long way. I am not going to be sitting here telling you hammer Mizzou money line or any of this stuff. Um, I think it's a one-score game. Uh, I think Mizzou at home is going to come in very, uh, very feisty. Um, and I don't think it's going to be as easy for LSU as some people think it is. I think a lot of people, you know, view this as like, okay, LSU is clearly better than Missouri. And, you know, no one gives a shit about the rankings. Let's be real. I mean, LSU is obviously favored. ESPN Analytics has LSU at a 70.2% chance to win in their matchup predictor. Like, no one's really considering Mizzou the favorite in this game, even though they're 5-0 and and they're ranked higher. And I think that pisses Mizzou off a little bit. I really do think that that, you know, the STP, something to prove thing that they've had all year, they've definitely still got that. Like, there's no way, they're definitely not overlooking this fucking game. Like, if there was ever a game they were going to overlook, it was last week against Vanderbilt for this week against LSU. I mean, I, I think I think John's right. This is a really close and tight game. You got to consider this is LSU season. 
if LSU loses this game, they're fucked. They're any, they already are fucked. They can't make the playoffs. They're two. I think teams. they can make the playoffs. I really do. I think they win this game. They win. They would have at, to go undefeated. They win at. Think about what they've got ahead of them. They have at Missouri. They have at Alabama. They get Florida, and then they get Texas A&M at the end of the year. If they were to, and keep in mind also that Alabama's already lost the game. If LSU wins the SEC West and they win the SEC championship game, they could definitely still make it, which is why I'm saying their season is on the line this week. They have to win this. It would be a disaster for LSU to be 3-3 three and three in the second they week of October. They have to beat Bama. They have to beat Bama. They have, they have to win out. Like That's the thing. Like I don't think they can afford another loss. They can't. And then they're going to have to – and That's then they're I'm gonna saying. have to go in the SEC. Yeah, I know. But then they have to go in the SEC championship, beat Georgia, and then they might have a case to be in the playoffs. But there's just no way that happens. But I'm saying they have to win this game. They know that. Yeah. It's not about going that. Obviously, that's unlikely. But they know. Aiden Daniels has looked fucking insane. By they the they know that if they want any shot, even in a, that, even in as improbable as that is. They want any shot of accomplishing that. They it starts now. They have to beat Missouri. It can't just be a close loss for them. They have to come in here and beat Missouri, and probably for their for their hopes, they probably have to beat the shit out of Missouri if they want to you know get a bid at the end of the year. I don't think that happens though. I think Missouri plays this really really close. I'll take LSU to win by a field goal, which is nothing to be ashamed of if you're Missouri. I I just think they're just a better program. They're a better team. Yes, they have two losses. They're to Florida State and Ole Miss. They're two of the best teams in college football. And, you know, after this Missouri schedule doesn't get any easier, you go to Kentucky, you know, got South Carolina home at Georgia. We're really going to see how good Brady Cook is. I think he's done a damn good job, but we're going to see how good Brady Cook actually is in these next four or five weeks. Yeah, I'm interested to see. I mean, I think we honestly shoot. Truthfully, this is not just me being a Debbie Downer. I think we get blown out this week. I think it's a 10-point, 10-plus point loss. I think next week we actually have a legit chance to beat Kentucky. We can beat South Carolina, get our ass kicked by Georgia, and then we can win out. So if we finish the season like 10-2, and two, not upset. I'm going to say something to piss both of you off. I don't think don't, I don't think we get – I don't think we lose as badly to Georgia as people think. Yeah, we're fucked. We I don't think fucked. we're losing by more than thirty points. Like that, it's not gonna oh, be. Like, okay, well, no shit. Well, you're making it sound like we're just gonna fucking get rolled. Like there's no chance at all in hell that we're gonna do anything. I'm thinking we lose between seventeen and twenty-eight points. I, I mean, do you understand how bad Auburn is this year? They're atrocious. We were Jackson. Do you understand how bad we were last year? And then they go and beat the number three team in the nation, sixty-five to seven, to win the Natty. I'm saying. Do you know how bad Auburn is, though? The fact that that was a seven-point... They were losing that game in the second half at Auburn. I mean, Auburn is they bad. They were losing last year, and Auburn we were is, dog shit. Auburn is... I'm just saying, this isn't Georgia of the last two years. It's really not. They were losing at no, half to not. South Carolina. This game, everyone that's going to just... Obviously, I would predict Missouri to lose that game. But if it was within ten points, I wouldn't be surprised... I don't think Missouri is just going to absolutely get rolled over and just beaten the hell out of in that game. I, I think Missouri has a very strong argument to be the second best team in the SEC East. I don't think that there's some, anything wrong with that statement. And if they're the second best team in the SEC East, they should be able to put up some sort of a fight against Georgia later in the season. We'll see. I think, it's, I think they can too. I can't believe I've drank that Kool-Aid. I think oh, they Jesus, can too. we're fucked. 
Yeah, yeah, we are very We're, fucked. We are so uh, fucked. If John actually has look, faith that we can be competitive against Georgia, we are fucked. Okay, but it's more an indictment of all the other teams. I think yeah. the SEC has as much parity as it's ever had. Yes. I've never seen it have this season. That is really what it comes down to. Um, and also, Mizzou's like, receiving core is just ridiculously good. Oh, my good. God, yeah. Um, like, that is always going to be a threat in any given game. Um, and their defense isn't going to, isn't going to get them played out of games too often either. Um, so yeah, I think Mizzou can do some things this year. I don't think we're going to go 11 and one or 10 and two, uh, and win the sec East. Um, but I don't think it's entirely impossible either. Um, but I have no hope held out. Let me say that when we take a Mizzou ass loss, I don't want to hear any of this shit about how I said we're going to win. Um, I still think a Mizzou is coming somewhere. But there really isn't, like, a Mizzou. Like, LSU, losing to LSU wouldn't be a Mizzou. Losing at Kentucky wouldn't be uh, a Mizzou. No, we can still fucking Mizzou ourselves. Yeah, Yeah, a Mizzou loss isn't getting Mizzou'd. It's how you lose is getting Mizzou'd. I'm just saying in terms of, like, you're not losing to a team that's, like, Middle Tennessee. You're not Mizzouing yourself. Which we almost did. I know. I'm saying you're not Mizzouing yourself by the team you're losing to anymore. You'd be Mizzouing yourself by the way you lose the game. Uh, Yeah. That's that's getting Mizzoued. I agree with you, John, though. There's so much parity. I don't think it's impossible Kentucky beats Georgia this week. I really don't. I mean, I don't think that highly of Georgia. I don't know why Georgia's the number one team in the country. Like, yeah, they didn't lose. You know, they have a long winning streak going back to previous years, but this – Rankings aren't supposed to be based on previous years. They're supposed to be based on this year. And Georgia doesn't look like the best team in college football this year. I would put Michigan above them. I would put Texas above them. They don't, I think Texas is the best team in college football right now. They don't look like the number one team in college football as of right now. I think Kentucky, I think they're on upset alert. I don't think Carson Beck is a very good quarterback, at least not yet. So I would, I'd put Ohio State above them. Honestly, I'd put Penn State above them. Like, teams just look way better than Georgia right now. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, that's unless anybody else has anything on college football. That's all we'll have to talk about for that. Let's, let's talk a little bit MLB playoffs, as it is literally beginning and starting right as we're recording this podcast. Rangers beat the Rays 4-0 four four in Game 1 of that series. The Twins are up 3-0 on the Blue Jays in the fifth inning. The Twins have lost 18 playoff games in a row. By the time this comes out, that streak might be over. But, uh, guys, we, we did discuss this in the group chat. Who you guys got coming out of the American League and National League? And then who do you guys have winning it all this year? I have the Orioles, or I have the Braves over the Orioles in the World Series. I think Orioles are America's team. They kind of remind me of like the 2015 Orioles where they just have that vibe to them where it's like, fuck it, like we ball. The Braves are just the fucking Braves. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah. So, yeah. But I will say this. I think it's safe to say this podcast is a Miami Marlins fan account because that is the <laughs> only team we have connections to right now. We have interviewed a Marlins, so. Not not one on the current roster, but yes, one within the organization. It's the closest thing we had to picking a fucking hey, team. In three years from now, if the Marlins make the playoffs, then then I will be a huge Marlins backer. Well, right. I have nobody That's to fucking cheer for, so. All right, John, who do you got? Uh, So I'm going to go, okay, well, I put in the chat, I have the Blue Jays over the Dodgers. Yeah, that was fucking insane. 
Um, I saw the vision. Okay. I still I see the vision. Baseball is pick the World Series between one team that's really damn good and one team you kind of didn't expect. Pretty much. Uh, and then randomly pick who wins. So that's what I did. I'm not going to act like I know shit about baseball this year. I've pretty much checked out on it entirely. Um, yeah. I'm just glad that some teams that I don't despise are in the playoffs at the moment. Um, it was Cardinals. pretty nice that the Yankees missed out, that the Red Sox missed out, the Cardinals missed out. Um, that makes my October a lot more fun. Um, really, I'm just yeah. looking for the Dodgers to lose and the Astros to lose, and I will be a happy man. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it plays out. I'm going to actually watch some baseball now um, because I can – not feel like shit about myself the entire time. Yeah, this is one of my favorite playoff like um, teams. Like the 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 field is one of my favorite this year. Like I would not. They're the only team in here that I would genuinely hate to see win is Houston. Everyone else, I mean, I don't want well, the Dodgers to win, but you know, would it kill me to see them win? Not as much as some of those teams John just mentioned. Like I would love to see Baltimore, Tampa, or, or Toronto do it. I would. I wouldn't mind to see the Rangers do it, although I really don't want Dayton Moore to get a ring there, so maybe not. Um, I don't care if the Braves or Phillies win it. I'm probably rooting for the Brewers the hardest, and then I like the Diamondbacks as well. There's a lot of teams in here I like. There's normally the opposite, like John was saying. There's more teams I have to root against than root for. Not the case this year. But my World Series is Dodgers-Orioles, and I like the Dodgers to win it. Um, I think Dodgers-Braves and LCS would be fucking awesome if it happens i hope it does like obviously we root for upsets but those two going at it would be just fun as hell uh but yeah it should be an exciting postseason do you guys like the new format with six teams and it being a three game wild card instead of a one game wild card not one bit i don't mind it i like the old ways i think it just adds more to it just having one wild card game like, that, like, that's how the Nationals won the fucking World Series. It is, yeah. But at the same time, yeah, I mean... I if do we, think that was exciting. If we ever want to make the... Mind more teams. If we ever want to make the playoffs again, I think this adding another if team... We, no, I disagree. Yeah. It's AL fucking Central. You think there's going to be two teams from the AL Central getting the fucking playoffs? You've got to think. Look at, this, mean, look at the state of this fucking division. I mean, going forward, the AL Central, who the fuck knows in five years from now what it looks like. I just think adding teams to the, adding more playoff teams helped. Um, I do miss the wild card though. I've got to admit the one game wild card, and maybe we we just have such an emotional tie to that because of our wild card game in fourteen. But I do miss kind of the atmosphere of that one game. Your best pitcher versus their best pitcher. You're on the line. Now it is bullshit. Don't get me wrong. To win like ninety nine games and you lose one and you're done. I understand why they got rid of it. But I, I do miss it. I do miss it. All right. Let's D4 to the week it and then get out of here. My D4 to the week is fucking Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been one. No, and I, I hope to God he's never again, but that motherfucker cost me $70. <laughs> so like, what, if he, what if he scored there and the Jets got the ball back and kicked a field goal? Like... And people do not understand. It's not like the game would have ended that moment. Jackson, you just said the same fucking thing about 45 minutes ago. I was upset, but I also said he made the right play. And I stand by he made the right I, play. I, I know he made the right play, but still. Okay, my, my deep board of the week is fucking betting. I always get fucking hooked, and then I lose. <laughs> so I'm done for a little bit. I'm not a gambling addict. 
Because yeah. I'm, I know when I leave. I'm leaving in the green right now, and I'm not coming back for about three, three, three-ish weeks. <laughs> okay. Three weeks or months? Weeks, and it might be hours. I'm really tempted to bet on tonight's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the guy who just said he didn't have a gambling problem just went from three weeks to three hours. Talked himself, and he stuttered on months. He went three months, weeks. No, I, I never <laughs> said months. I never said months. <laughs> then he's going to go right, to three whatever. minutes. He's like, ooh, I don't know. Diamondbacks, money line. He's going he's gonna to be oh. going. <laughs> All right. So, Okay. Betty. Um, My D4 of the week is the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, this might have happened last week. We signed Josh Primo, who was, like, exposing himself to team employees. Um man i i am uh, not a big fan of that um just kind of feels a bit to sean watsony um that's really all i've got i know he's pretty good at basketball um so he'll probably help on the court but it's just kind of like what the fuck um how about you just assemble a team that isn't full of a bunch of choking ass losers um not really just don't get hurt in the playoffs that's that's all i care about but nba is coming up bitches it's not far my D4 of the week is Joe Cronin, fucking GM of the Portland Trailblazers. That piece of shit had a better offer from the Miami Heat than he did anybody else and just out of spite would not trade Damian Lillard to the Heat. Just wouldn't fucking do it because that's where Dame wanted to go. He's like, no. You know what? The Heat offered him so fucking... The Heat offered him like four first-round picks, Tyler Hero, Nikola Jovic, fucking that dude that just drafted the dude from UCLA, Jaquiz or whatever the fuck his name is. They offered him like... Basically anything you could have ever wanted. And he was like, oh, no, we'll take DeAndre Ayton. What the fuck, man? It pisses me off so much. And now, instead of just not getting Damian Lillard in the first place, he ends up on the best team in the East. Oh, I fucking hate you, Joe Cronin. Why? And then, oh, and then the fuck turns around. And we're like, well, maybe we'll get Drew Holiday. Nope. Sends him to Boston. I, I can't stand him. I hope Portland is the worst team in the league this year. I hope Portland doesn't win... A playoff game for the next 20 years. I hope they are just eternally shit. All right. That'll do it for this right. week's episode of Primetime KC. Appreciate y'all listening as always. And we'll be back next week to preview NFL Week 6.